Hi, this is Chris Finch. I'm lead pastor of City Walk Church. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you don't already know, the best way to stay connected with City Walk Church is with our app. Just go to your device's app store and search City Walk Church to find it. Whether you've been a longtime follower of Jesus or you're just investigating faith, our hope is that this message will help you take your next step in that journey. If you're in the area, we would love to have you come join us in person. For more information or to plan your visit, check us out at citywalkchurch.com or on social media at WeAreCityWalkCA. How's it going, CityWalk? Whether you're watching online in your pajamas or you're here with us this morning, uh, we're so thankful that you're here. Uh, It's good to be back this past uh, couple weeks. Our family was uh, back east in the deep south. Uh, we spent some time there with, with our family and uh, had a really good time. And, and while we were there, uh, we did probably what every single one of you are going to do if you get together with your family, especially your extended family this summer, is, is you're probably going to try to take a, a family picture. And so, you know, if you have little ones, and we do, we have a lot of little ones in our extended family that, man, taking a family picture, you can actually lose your sanctification during that process because you, you know how it is. You, you take like 250 pictures with the hope that three of them will come out good and that every kid will be not picking their nose or, you know, that actually looking at the camera. And so we did that. We, we took some pictures. Here's one of the pictures that we took there. And then we did what every single one of you are going to do, and we take the, the one or two best pictures that we had out of the hundreds, and we post them on social media to give off the we're a perfect family, and we had a perfect vacation vibe to the rest of the world. And, and you do the same thing. And when you look at this picture, when you look at our picture, you think, oh man, not a great family, nice beach. And we did. We had a really great vacation with our family, and we were in a beautiful location. But this picture doesn't tell the whole story of the vacation. See, see, this picture doesn't tell you how frustrating it was to actually fly the day that all of Southwest computers kind of went out and be hours delayed on every single flight. Uh, this picture doesn't tell of, of driving through the remnants of a tropical storm to get to the beach where this picture was taken. This picture doesn't tell you of my wife laying in bed for two days because she felt terrible and the rest of us inhaling airborne like it was crack so that we didn't get the stomach bug that she had. This picture doesn't tell you of on our way back from Birmingham, the lady telling me at the desk in Birmingham, hey, you're going to sleep in the Las Vegas airport tonight, so just get ready for that. And, and me literally begging God from Birmingham to Las Vegas, please let our connecting flight be several hours delayed so that we don't have to sleep in the Las Vegas airport. This picture doesn't tell of my wife being so scared because of the turbulence that she's in the back of the plane singing worship songs just trying to make it through. Uh, and and you, you know this, intuitively, all of us know that what we see on the outside isn't always the real story. Yet, 
we find ourselves, even though we know that, we find ourselves being tempted to put on a good face, pretend, make everybody think that things are good on the outside, even when we intuitively know that, man, everybody on the outside isn't really telling the full story by how they look on the outside. We, we know that. And if we're not careful, we bring that mindset into our relationship with God. And whether you're a follower of Jesus or whether you're maybe skeptical, maybe you're investigating faith, it's really easy for for us to take the, let's keep things looking really good and, and tell the best story on the outside while things aren't going so well on the inside, it's real easy to bring that into our relationship with God. And for some of you, this might be the reason you walked away from the church or have really never engaged with the church because you saw somebody, you had an example of somebody that, man, when the camera was on and, man, when, when the people were there, they put on a really good face on the outside, but you knew deep down, man, they were just putting on a show and you just didn't want to be a part of that hypocrisy. And as much as that probably bothered you and it should have bothered you, it actually bothered Jesus a lot too, and you might be surprised by that. It really bothered Jesus to, to see people that, man, worked so hard and put all their effort into making everything look good on the outside, while on the inside their hearts were cold. And we've been walking through the book of Mark this summer, and in Mark chapter 7, we see an instance where Jesus interacts with some religious leaders, and he takes this very idea of, of what's going on in the outside, not reflecting what's going on in the inside. He kind of takes it on. Mark chapter 7, it'll be up on the screen, uh, or you can follow along in the app. Mark chapter 7, verse 1 says it this way. It says, the Pharisees... And some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They observed that some of his disciples were eating bread with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. And all the moms go, oh no. See, here's what's happening. You, you, you have these Pharisees, these scribes, these are people that are religious leaders. They're, they're very skeptical of Jesus. They're not huge fans of him because he is really popular at this time in his ministry. And so they kind of follow him around to the different cities. And, and when he's teaching, they kind of follow him around with this one goal of just discrediting him. They want to find something that Jesus is doing or saying where they could discredit him because he's starting to gain more popularity than they're real comfortable with. And so they, they see Jesus and they, they come up to Jesus in this instant and, and they see that the disciples, kind of Jesus' guys, man, they're not following their rules on ceremonial, ceremonial kind of washing of hands. And just so all the moms are okay, we're not talking about like dirty hands before you eat. This has nothing to do with like clean hands before you eat. It had nothing to do with like sanitation. It was there was a certain way that these Pharisees, these religious leaders had this ceremonial washing of their hands that they put themselves through that wasn't any, had nothing to do with what God said, had nothing to do with any laws. It was just some things they added on. In fact, it says this in, in Mark. Mark kind of tells us about it. He says, The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat 
unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, keeping the tradition of the elders. When they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they have washed. And there are many other customs they have received and keep, like the washing of cups, pitchers, kettles, and dining, uh, and, and dining couches. And, and so you, here's, here's the bottom line. There was this ceremonial thing. And again, this has nothing to do with what Jesus says. This has nothing to do with what Moses taught them in the Old Testament, where before they ate, they would take their hands and they would have their hands with fingers up and they would pour water over their hands. And it had, as long as it ran down their wrist just the right way, then they could turn their hands over and do the same thing. And water would flow down their hands, and then they would take their fist, and they would do something else to their hands. And it was like this elaborate ceremony that, that they did that had nothing to do with the Bible, had nothing to do with the law. But man, this was a tradition they had, and they're upset at Jesus. Hey, your guys aren't following our rules. It'd be like you coming to church next Sunday and me saying, you know what? I know how you know, we're supposed to stop at red lights. And that's a law that we're supposed to stop at a red light. And that's a good thing. You know, we, if we don't stop at a red light, man, there can be some consequences. You can, you can get hit, which is really bad, or you can get a ticket. And, you know, so, yeah, we all agree. Yeah, stop at a red light. That's a good thing. But you come to church next week and I say, you know what? We're more spiritual than all the other people in the Yubaseta region. And so stopping at a red light's not good enough for us. What we're going to start doing at City Walk is when we stop at red lights, we're going to get out of our car, stand on the hood, sing as loud as we can, amazing grace, and say a Bible verse, and then we're going to get back in our car. And if you don't do that, then God's not happy with you. You'd be like, well, what other churches are in town? Because we ain't going to City Walk anymore. Like, this is absurd. You're like, dude, that's crazy. Of course it's crazy, but this is kind of what they did. They, the Pharisees took, took things that were good, and they would add these absurd things and, and make people do these things. And if you don't do this, you're not good with God. And, and so this ceremonial washing of hands, man, they're getting upset like, okay, that Jesus, your boys, they're, they're not doing the stuff. And so it says this. So the Pharisees and the scribes, they ask him, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating bread with ceremonial unclean hands? Jesus, you're the leader. What's up with your guys? Why aren't they standing on the hood of their car singing Amazing Grace in a Bible verse at a red light? What is going on? Don't they want to have a good relationship with God? They're not following the rules. And so Jesus, he's not one to like, he didn't really back away from these kind of things, but he, he wouldn't jump into their mess either. So here's what he did. He said, okay, you guys want to go there? Let's look back at Isaiah, one of your, one of your heroes, you Old Testament Pharisee guys. This is one of your heroes. Let's talk about what Isaiah said. And he says this, he answered them. Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines human commands, abandoning the command of God. You hold on to human traditions. Jesus says, oh, oh, you guys want to have this? Do this right here. All right, well, let's look back at what Isaiah said. Isaiah, he, he talked about you guys. 
You, you guys that, man, your, your heart and your appearance are in two different places. What's going on in the inside and what's going on in the outside are totally different. And he says, you know what you guys do? You reject God's truth and you set up your own traditions to kind of fuel your pride and validate your lifestyle. You take what God says and you devalue it and you make up your own stuff to kind of feed your pride and validate the way you want to live your life. That's what you guys do. You talk a really good game, but your heart is cold. Your, your, your inside and your outside are totally different. And, and basically, he says, hey, as a result of that, man, your worship, all this stuff you do, it's worthless. It's in vain. You, you might as well quit all this stuff on the outside because you're just wasting your energy and your time because your heart is so cold. It really doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. It doesn't, God doesn't value it. And then Jesus, what he does is he says, well, it's already a little awkward, so let's get a little more awkward. And he says, let's, let me actually give you a very specific way you do this. And so he goes on and he says this in verse 9. He says, he also said to them, you have a fine way of invalidating God's commands in order to set up your tradition. He says this, for Moses, who is like, this, they're heroes. Like if they had posters they put up on the wall of superheroes, they would, Moses, David, Abraham, these are their heroes. So when, hey, Moses said this, so they're leaning in. Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. This is like not new information. They, they, they've heard this. They've probably said this to people. Yeah, okay, we, we get that. Moses said, hey, honor your father, your mother, take care of them, respect them, honor them, show that you value them. And if you don't, I mean, it's a pretty stiff penalty, like you're deserving of death. They all would be like, yeah, we, we, we get that. We were taught that from a very young age. And then here's what Jesus says. He says, but you say, Basically, here's what God says, and, and here's kind of the command that God has given. But then he says this, but, but you say, see, God's way doesn't fit your lifestyle, so you have your own version. And here's what you say. If anyone tells father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is Corban, or an offering devoted to God. That word Corban means a, an offering devoted to God. He says this, you no longer let him do anything for his father and mother. Basically, they had worked out this little system where if they would, all the stuff that they would give their mom and dad, all the ways they would take care of their mom and dad, as long as they said those things were devoted to God, they didn't have to use them to help their parents. So all my money, all my resources, mom, dad, you, you know your boy's spiritual. I'm a pretty spiritual guy and you know what, all this stuff, all this stuff, I, I would have loved to help you. I would have loved to take care of you in your old age. I would have loved to, to provide resources for you. But you know what, being as spiritual as I am, I actually devoted all that stuff to God. So you're kind of on your own, sorry. And this is what they would do. And so Jesus, he's like, quit, quit talking your mess. Let me, let's talk about what's really happening in your heart. 
Let's talk about how you are in a very real way in many different areas of your life doing one thing on the outside while on in the inside your heart is awful. And he goes on and he says this, you nullify or, or another way to say it is you deprive of authority the word of God by your tradition that you've handed down and you do many other similar things. Basically, Jesus says, this is one of many, many examples I could have given you. You do, I mean, you, you do the same type of thing in so many areas of your life. And he says, because you, your heart is, is cold and your heart is dead and your heart is evil, all this stuff you do on the outside, it's like you're taking God's word and you're just throwing it in the trash. You're basically saying, it. and Jesus kind of, by how you live your life. And then Jesus kind of drops the mic. All right, I'm done with you guys. And he, he sees that there's other people around. I've, I've already had the discussion with the Pharisees. We've already, I've told you the truth. You do what you want with it. But Jesus, in, in, a, in a lot of times, what he would do is he would use his ministry and some of the things that were going on, he would use them to teach other people. And so that's what he does. He says, okay, there's some other people around here. And so, hey, those of you that are watching, the other people that have, have kind of watched this interaction, I want you to lean in a little bit and I want you to listen. He, he says this, summoning the crowd again, he told them, listen to me, all of you and understand. This is, remember, if you were here a few weeks ago, we talked about there's a difference between hearing with your ears and really listening with your heart. And this is one of those instances where Jesus is saying, hey guys, you just saw this happen. I, don't just hear it with your ears. I want you to lean in and really get this. Get this. He says this, nothing that goes into a person from the outside can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Basically, Jesus is saying, hey, nothing, nothing that enters from the outside actually defiles a person spiritually. It starts from within and goes out. So you're, you're not an evil person because you chose to eat a Twinkie instead of a carrot. It's actually a lot much, it's much deeper than that. It's much deeper, and it's what takes place on the inside, what's the heart, the motivation. Nothing wrong with eating a Twinkie. There might be something wrong with gluttony in your heart that caused you to do it, but a Twinkie's not going to like send you to hell. It's not going to make your heart evil. That Twinkie's just a Twinkie. And Jesus is saying, hey, what goes in you can't, can't like change your heart. It's what's inside of you, the motivations inside of you that actually cause what's on the outside to take place. Pharisees had it all backwards. And then Jesus, he's, he's kind of done talking to the crowd and, and he gets some time with just his kind of guys and you see him interact with his guys and his guys, the, these guys, and you see it, Jesus because he's God, he probably didn't get mad at him or whatever, but he had to be a little frustrated at times because it's like, dude, guys, I just talked to the Pharisees, explained it. Then I just talked to the crowd and I explained it. Now he gets away with his guys and his guys are like, hey, Jesus, that whole like food heart thing, what were you really saying there? And so Jesus, he, he takes some time with his guys. He says, when, when he went into the house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, are you also as lacking in understanding, like, guys, really? Peter, really? 
You don't get this yet? Like, do you still don't understand what I'm saying? And so he, he closes this little section by just maybe taking it and going a little deeper and pressing a little harder just with his guys. And he says this, don't you realize that nothing going into a person from the outside can defile him? Like, you, you guys get that, right? For, and he gives a little biology lesson. For it doesn't go into his heart, but into the stomach and is eliminated. Thus he declared all foods clean. So guys, you understand how your body works. You eat it, comes out, doesn't go to your heart. Got it. Yeah, we got that. Peter's like, yeah, finally, it's starting to click, Jesus. And, and then he, he goes on, he says, and he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of a person's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, murders, adulteries, greed, evil actions, deceit, self-indulgence, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a person. See, sin, which is what separates us from God, and, and it's what ruins our lives, and it hurts the people around us. We all know that. If we don't address that from a heart level, we never gain victory. And so, man, we've, we've all had this happen to us, and, and maybe you haven't even engaged with the church because this is what you've seen. Man, you've seen basically a bunch of posers and pretenders that never really wanted to, to work with the heart stuff, and they always pretended on the outside, but they never gained victory. And Jesus is saying, that's just not the way it should be. He's saying, the, guys, you, you got to... All this stuff that is, man, the big stuff, man, evil and sexual immorality, adultery, envy, greed, all that outside stuff, guys, it starts on the inside. And we're so focused on getting, getting the outside looking pretty, just like these Pharisees. And Jesus is trying to make a point to his guys, guys, focus on the inside because that's where that sin is birthed. And if we're honest, we don't like to hear this. I mean, do you like to hear that the things that you do that you're not proud of is because you have an evil, dirty heart? I mean, do you like to hear that? I don't. And we don't, we don't like to hear this, and there's really a couple reasons why we don't like to hear this. One is, man, I hate taking the blame. I mean, let's be honest. I would much rather blame my government, my circumstances, my parents. I would much rather blame anybody for the, the stuff I do that's not good. I'd much rather kind of pass the buck off to somebody else than, than actually have to look inside and say, hey, actually, the reason I was rude to my wife or the reason I did this or the reason I did this, it wasn't because of my environment. It was really because that's what's in my heart. I mean, we learned this at an early age. Just go to any playground in America and talk to a little boy that just hit somebody and say, hey, buddy, why'd you hit that person? And you quickly learn that, man, it's easy to, well, because they did this and that. I mean, we, we learned that early. We learned to pass the blame and the buck real early. I don't think I would be willing to put a little money down that you'll never walk up to a little elementary boy in the playground that just hit somebody. Hey, why'd you do that? Because I really struggle with anger in my heart. No, no, like somebody told you to say that so I can get this money. 
Now, that, no kid's going to say that. They're going to be like, well, he hit me first, or she did this, or he threw this at me. I mean, they're going to pass the blame. And we don't like to, to talk about the heart because, man, we don't want to take the blame. But, man, the second reason, let's be honest, we're lazy. And you're like, dude, happy 4th of July, Chris. And here's what I mean by lazy. I don't, I don't mean lazy like at work and stuff, but, but bottom line, we like quick fixes. Man, man, I, I don't want to work through issues of my heart. Man, I want results, and I want results without having to get too deep in the mess. I mean, think about our, our life in, in, in 2021. Man, I want to keep eating donuts and binging on Netflix and still have a healthy body. I, I want to, you know, I want to spend money like it's water and still be able to pay my bills and have a big savings account. Man, I... I want to have a healthy walk with Jesus, but man, I'd rather not have to dig deep into my heart. And so I just decide to pretend. Because I, I do. I want to have a healthy walk with Jesus, and I, I, I see the benefit of that. But if it means I got to dig into my heart and allow Jesus to work at me on a heart level, I'll just pretend that I walk with Jesus. I'll just, it's just a little easier. At least on the, in the short term, it seems a little bit easier. But you, you know this, whether you're somebody that is watching online or you're here this morning, and whether you're somebody that's been following Jesus forever, or maybe you're here and you're, you're not even sure what you think about Jesus. Here's what I know about you, and here's what you know about me. None of us wants to be known as fake. Like, none of us wants to be known as that person. Yet every single one of us is tempted on a regular basis to pretend. We don't want to be known as that person, but we are tempted on a regular basis to put on some kind of front or some kind of face and pretend so nobody really knows what's going on on the inside. In fact, let's be honest, for a lot of us, since we got out of the car in the parking lot and walked in here, we've been tempted to pretend. Because what would everybody really think if they knew how my week really went? How would people treat me if they really knew how our marriage was? Could I really be honest about my addictions or would I get shunned if people really knew the things I struggle with? And so whether we like it or not, these are thoughts that we have in our heart. And, and we have this, we believe this lie from the enemy that nobody struggles like we struggle. And so if we're open about our struggles and if, if we really deal with things at a heart level and be transparent, man, we're going to get shunned and we're going to get looked at in wrong ways. And, and for some of us, those are valid concerns because that's what's happened to you before. But here's what you got to think about. Instead of spending time really addressing our hearts, we exhaust ourselves pretending, and the evil one is all for it. All for it. We, we think it's this, the evil one kind of gives us this, this picture like, man, it's actually just easier to pretend, and what would they really think if they really knew who you were? If you really dealt with your heart issues... That's going to be messy and ugly. And so, man, just pretend and everything will go good. And, and we believe that. And he just pats us on the back. But here's what, here's what the truth is. We've got to come to a place where we care more about the health of our heart than we do about what others think of us. 
Don't let a few pharisaical Christians stop you from having freedom in your heart. And and you know what? We might have a few. I I hope we don't. I hope Pharisees feel super uncomfortable at CityWalk Church. But if there's a few people in here that are pharisaical and that have an issue with you because you have, you're honest about your struggles, don't listen to them. Don't let them bother you because those people, Jesus hated those type of people. Jesus, he leaned into people that were honest about their struggles, people that were honest about their need for him. He, He got very angry with people that pretended, that put on a good front, that led people astray. He just didn't have time for that. I love our new invite cards. Honestly, they're my favorite ones out of the history of our church. Not a long history, but I love our, I hope you've picked some of these up and have given some of these out. If not, pick them up on the way out. But I love these because you know what it says on the very front? No perfect people allowed. Give these out to people because you know what? That's the message, man. None of us are perfect. All those Pharisees that were like, what's going on with your guys? They don't wash their hands the right way. Jesus is saying, shut up, man. I don't want to hear that. You're the ones that are going to spend eternity away from me. And those of you that are leaning in and you're bringing your mess to me, I'm here to transform you from the inside out. Bring your stuff to me. That's why I came. No perfect people are allowed. And that's what Jesus' message was. And so here, and here, I want you to lean in these next two statements. I want you to lean in on both of these statements because these are so key. When we focus on our hearts, our actions follow. Because there's this lie out there, and I've heard it some like, man, well, what are you like just saying? Do whatever you want and just go screw around and do whatever. Are you just basically giving people the license to just go live the way they want? Of course not. People that say that, they don't understand grace. Because when we focus on our heart, when Jesus transforms our heart, our actions follow. It's not a, well, if you do go this way, you kind of go live the way you want to and you're still going to be good with God. No, when Jesus transforms you from the inside out, It transforms your actions. And if your actions aren't being transformed, your heart hasn't been transformed. But here's the second thing. And this is where I said, Lena, when we focus on our actions, our heart grows proud. When we do the opposite, we do what the Pharisees did. And we put all of our focus on, hey, is, is, do, they, do I look spiritual in front of those people? And, and do they think I'm good? And, and am I putting on the right face? All that does, it just makes my heart proud. Like, oh, I'm a little better than them, and I've got it taken care of. Oh, they don't know the real me. And that's just not the way it should be. And so here's the the big question. Here's the question. Where are you going to place your focus? Because we're going to focus on one of the two. Where are you going to place your focus? Are you going to place your focus on the outward? Are you going to place your focus on the inward? Because we can do. I mean, we, we, we probably struggle with this on a regular basis. Like, like we can keep up the game. And we can keep up the exhausting life of trying to, man, look the part in front of all the right people. While on the inside, it's cold and dark. And we're getting exhausted trying to keep up with this legalistic lifestyle and check all the right boxes. 
We can do that. And you can live the rest of your life doing that and just be exhausted. Or we can focus on the inward. We can focus on our hearts and and put all that time and that energy into allowing Jesus to change us on the inside. It's up to you. So so what the question is what like where are you going to focus like today where are you going to place your focus? If you're a follower of Jesus, you understand this battle. You understand this battle. Like, we battle with this on a right. We know that, man, we, we don't want to be that person that's fake and a hypocrite. We know that. We know how exhausting that lifestyle is. We know that, but we're so tempted to keep doing it because we care too much what people think. I care too much what people think. So what are we going to do? We're going to focus on the inward or the outward. If you're a follower of Jesus, would you be willing to take the month of July? I'm not even asking you to do this for the rest of your life. I'm saying for the month of July, would you take the energy and the effort that you would put on making sure you looked apart in front of all the right people? Would you put that effort into your heart? You say, Chris, how would I do that? What, like, what? Let me give you real practical things. Why don't you track with us in the book of Mark? Like we've, we've talked about, hey, every week, let's read the next chapter. So let's, this week, we're all reading Mark chapter 8 to prepare for next week. What if you just took the Mark chapter 8 this week, and maybe you've never spent time kind of reading God's word, or it's not been something consistent, but you say, hey, I'm going to spend time. Nobody's going to see me do this. Nobody's going to be impressed with me for me doing this, but I'm just going to spend time this week reading a few verses of Mark chapter 8 every day and just allow Jesus to work on the inside? What, what if you joined a city group? What if, what if you were about to start city groups this, this next week? What if you took that step and joined a city group? We, we say this all the time. It is really, really hard to find freedom if nobody really knows you. You can't be free if you're not known. And... and and we know this, if you've grown up going to church, man, you can be fake and no one really know you for decades sitting in a row. Like you can look at the back of somebody's head, the same person every single week for five years and them never really know you and you never really know them. And so because no one really knows us, we don't really gain freedom. We always have to put on a fake show. And when we have groups, and I've, told, I've said this many, many times, if you only have one hour a week to give to church, don't come Sunday morning, go to your group. I'd love for you to go to both, but if you only have one hour, don't come Sunday. Go to your group, because that's where people are known. That's where I can say, hey man, here's what I need prayer for. Here's, man, this week, my wife and I, we were struggling and, and, and would you pray for us? And this week, man, I, I drank too much one night and man, I've, I've gone back on some habits that I was into. Man, I, I just need you guys to pray for me. This week, man, I struggle with gossip or man, this was a great week. I mean, not like every week is like share all your mess, but man, you need a group of people that you can just be honest with that know you. Maybe the last thing that as you think about, how, how would I allow God to transform my heart? Just practical ways, spend time in God's word, join a group. But also, and this kind of goes with a little bit of what I just said, connect with someone you can be honest with about your struggles. Like, think about this. Who knows 
Who's in your life right now that knows you and really what you struggle with? That really knows what keeps you up at night? That really knows the battles that you're facing? Who really is in your life that knows you and loves you enough? They're not... They're not intimidated by you and your, your stuff. They're, they love you enough. They're not trying to please you. They're going to tell you the truth, and you're going to do that for them. Do you have anybody like that in your life? Man, maybe, maybe this month just say, hey, God, who is that person in my life that I can connect with on a level much deeper than maybe other relationships because I know I need other people for the health of my heart? Would you just this month, would you this month, maybe there's other things that I didn't mention, would you just this month say, for one month I'm going to put a little bit more focus on what's going on on the inside and not as much focus and worry and effort on looking the part for everybody else. Maybe you're here and, or you're watching online and you'd say, hey Chris, I'm not a follower of Jesus. You, you, you've heard this, you've kind of, maybe you're investigating faith, and maybe you've avoided following him because of some of the examples that you've seen. I, I've already mentioned it, maybe you've seen some examples of hypocrisy, and, and by the way, we're all hypocrites, so I'll just get that out. So don't let hypocrites keep you from following Jesus, because we all struggle, and we're, you'll struggle too if you follow Jesus. But maybe there's just been some examples, and so you've allowed that to kind of turn you off. Or maybe you're in a spot where you'd say, I just, I don't think I'm cleaned up enough to come to Jesus right now. I think, I, man, I, I know, don't I need to clean things up a little bit more before I actually start a relationship with Jesus? Don't I need to stop doing some things and start doing some other things and kind of get a little farther from my past? And, and then maybe Jesus would accept me and Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. Bring your past Bring your addictions, bring your stuff, just bring it. But, but Jesus, you really don't know. You don't really know what my past is. You don't really know what I've struggled with. And Jesus is like, bring me your heart. Bring me your, I don't care about the, just you, you bring me your heart. And if you'll bring me your heart, I'll transform your heart and the rest of it will take care of itself. You say, Chris, how would I do that? How would I start a relationship with Jesus? Man, how would I? I guess I don't have to have it all fixed before I come to him. No, no, no. Bring him your heart. How would I do that? Would you? It's real simple. Would you just be willing to admit to him that, man, you've sinned? All right, Jesus, I'm not pretending anymore. Yeah, I've, I've got some struggles. I've, I've done some things I shouldn't. I've broken commands. I, I get it. I, I've, I've sinned. And then would you be willing to just, in the quietness of your heart, just between you and God, say, God, I know I've sinned, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave to take care of that sin. I believe that, and I believe he did that for me. And then would you just be willing to, whether you're watching online or you're here this morning, just come to him. Just come to him and say, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I want to start a relationship with you. I want you to transform me from the inside out. Would you be willing to do that? Let's pray. With every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're here this morning and you'd say, Chris, you, you kind of talked a little bit about me towards the end. I've, for whatever reason, I haven't followed Jesus. I haven't started a relationship with Jesus. I've 
maybe had some misconceptions or some things that I just didn't quite understand, or maybe you thought, hey, I got to get everything cleaned up before I come to Jesus, and you didn't understand that Jesus loves you unconditionally, and he wants you to come to him with your stuff, and he'll transform you from the inside out. Maybe you didn't understand that till today. And you're here this morning or you're watching online and you would say, Chris, today I want to start a relationship with Jesus. I don't even understand everything, but I understand that I'm a sinner. I understand that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave for me. And I understand that I want to start a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, would you just in the quietness of this room, whether you're watching online or you're here would you just talk to God in your heart? You know, not out loud, but just in the quietness of your heart, would you just talk to God? We call that praying. It's where we just tell God what's on our heart. Would you just, right now, in the quietness of your heart, would you just say something like this to God? Say, God, I admit to you that I've sinned. I've disobeyed you. I admit it. Just tell him right now. And then just tell him, God, I believe. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave for me. And then just just tell, tell Jesus, Jesus, right now, I want to start a relationship with you. I want you to transform me. Come into my life and save me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, If you're here this morning and you would say, Chris, today I prayed to start a relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to ask you to get up out of your chair or come forward, but I would love to know about that decision. And we'd love to call you maybe once this week and just encourage you. And uh, you can help us by just taking the my decision card that's right in front of you. You can just take that card during the last song and you can just fill that card out. And then on your way out, you can either take it to the Next Steps booth or you can uh, put it in the offering basket on your way out. Maybe you're here and you're a follower of Jesus and you would just say, Chris, I'll take the challenge. I'll, I'll take the challenge. And I will spend the month of July focusing on what's going on on the inside above trying to put on a show and a front on the outside. And maybe you'd say, hey, Chris, would, would you just, would you guys just pray for me? Would you pray for me this month that God would really do a work in my heart? If that's you, then there's another card in front of you, just says a prayer card. And would you just write that on that card and, and then on your way out, just put that in the offering basket or take it to next steps. And, and we will. We have a team of people that pray and we will pray for you as we pray for ourselves, that God will transform our heart this month. What better day to make a decision to have freedom in our hearts than today? Lord, I thank you that we can be free. We can be free because of the finished work of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that we would have the courage to listen to you and obey. In Jesus' name, amen.